We never heard from him again. No letter, no call, no contact. That's very possible. That played a leading role in what happened. Oh, here we go. Two, seven, five, one. Five, 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 six, five, seven. This is it. I think it's an incredible story. I guess I kept wondering why everybody didn't address the elephant in the room. I'm Brian Dolan, and this is The Grandfather Effect. The Butterfly Effect. Ever heard of it? No, not the Ashton Kutcher movie. The actual Butterfly Effect. If you're not familiar, it's part of something called chaos theory. You see, most science operates in the realm of the predictable, things like chemical reactions and gravity. But what do you do with unpredictable things? That's where something like the butterfly effect comes in. In the 1960s, MIT meteorologist Edward Lorenz was studying long-range weather forecasting. Could it be possible to predict weather patterns weeks or even months in advance? Some of his colleagues thought with enough data, sure, it could be done. But Lorenz was skeptical. So he created computer weather models that contained 12 variables. You know, weather stuff like temperature and wind speed. And he discovered that minuscule changes to just one of the 12 variables produced wildly unpredictable results over time. Anything from a beautiful sunny day to a tornado. As an illustration of his discovery, he said that something as insignificant as a singular butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world could ultimately cause a tornado in another. I know, it sounds hyperbolic, but think about it for a minute. If you take this idea out of meteorology into everyday life, you can see how seemingly inconsequential events can have very unpredictable yet momentous consequences, whether positive or negative. Consider those hurtful words from a bully in middle school that forever impacted your self-image, the casual encouragement from a teacher that nudged you toward your career. It's the flutter of those little things in life that change everything, and we simply can't predict how they'll impact our future. These effects, as we know them, describe causation, consequences, why things are the way they are, how things affect other things, which begs the question, what affects you and me? Why are you the way you are? Why am I the way I am? Ever wondered? And the butterfly effect isn't alone. There are other effects out there as well. Take, for example, the Hawthorne effect. This one first appeared in the 1950s in the writings of researcher Henry A. Landsberger. He spent time analyzing productivity experiments conducted at a Western Electric facility in Hawthorne, Illinois. Researchers there wanted to see how minor changes in a work environment would impact the productivity of people on the factory floor. They'd make measured changes to things like lighting, temperature, how long breaks were, and so on. But much to their surprise, no matter what changes they made, productivity always increased. Why in the world did that happen? Landsberger figured out that the workers were just responding to the fact that their supervisors were paying closer attention to them. Employees had to be observed carefully while recording data for the experiments. Since there were obviously no video cameras at the time, and the workers weren't dumb, they could see their bosses standing around staring at them taking notes. Scientifically speaking, the test subjects knew they were being watched more carefully, so they worked harder. Now widely used, the Hawthorne effect describes the phenomenon where subjects perform better in a study 
when they know they're being observed. If you apply this effect into everyday life, it continues to ring true. Don't we all work a little harder when the boss is watching? Don't kids behave a little better when the teacher's looking? So, why do I bring all that up? Well, I think I inadvertently stumbled onto a new effect of sorts. And I didn't mean to. All I was trying to do is figure out why my grandpa disowned me. Let me explain. As a little boy, I lived just a few miles away from my grandfather. But I never saw him. He wanted nothing to do with me or with my family. All I knew was the entire relationship crumbled over something silly. Something so seemingly trivial that it was difficult to comprehend. And yet, it wasn't something we ever talked about as a family. We just moved on without him. But if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't really move on. I took it personally. It really did affect me. I wanted a grandpa that loved me, protected me, and guided me as I became a man. A grandpa that told me dumb jokes and gave me candy. A grandpa that loved me unconditionally. Instead, I had a grandfather that loved me conditionally, who rejected me. But why? I was left with so many questions about myself. Was I that bad? Was I that insignificant? Not to mention the questions I had about others. What was wrong with my grandfather? Are other families like this? How do other broken families cope? Those questions lingered through adolescence, adulthood, marriage, and kids of my own. And since I'm supposedly a grown-up now and work in radio, I figured I'd do a few interviews with my family and find the answer. Then I'd slap on some music, toss in a few witty comments, and voila, a great segment for my radio show. Maybe even a special episode on my podcast. Boy, was I wrong. What I thought would be a few weeks of casual questioning turned into a five-year, heart-wrenching journey. And beyond wildly underestimating the duration of my investigation, I also completely misdiagnosed the problem itself. You see, I thought this was going to be a podcast series about disownment. In fact, disowned was the working title for years. It wasn't until I let the story itself guide me that I realized everything was much more complex, much more nuanced than I ever could have imagined. This wasn't one of those run-of-the-mill disownments that happened because of an intense disagreement, a situational falling out, an irreconcilable difference. Sure, there was a specific incident that served as a catalyst, and we'll get to that. But as you'll see, it was really about so much more. And candidly, in a lot of ways, the depth of the whole thing made it much more painful for me. It would have been easier to walk away with a simple explanation, with justified blame, maybe a clear villain. But as time went on, I realized that the discoveries made were less about acts perpetrated by a singular man, and more about the generational trickle-downs that slowly but surely separated all of us. The distance. The quiet sins. The lack of empathy. The refusal to say I'm sorry from every direction. The failure to remember in more ways than one. Now, I urge you to listen to this story with an open heart 
Don't let the suspenseful music and thematic sound effects fool you. If you're looking for a murder, mayhem, and chaos, you won't find it here. And come on, that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? Too perfectly packaged for a story about a real family? I think what you may discover is a family who, like all of us, fell victim to the generational impact of the fall. Maybe you'll even discover something that looks a little bit like your family? And if that's the case, my hope is that you'll fully realize that you're not alone. That there isn't a single person who's ever lived that was utterly unaffected by those who raised them. Or in my case, those who didn't raise them. In this story, you'll be introduced to several key players. Some family, some others, some I'm close to, and some I'm not. Each of these people plays a key role in helping me discover the significance of story, of my story, of nature versus nurture. Each of them internalized their own story in light of these events differently. If you listen closely, you'll hear some of it. Some suppressed emotions. Some selective forgetting. Some hidden hurt. All as a result of the things previously discussed. Maybe not too far off from your own experience. Who knows? All I ask is that you listen. Which brings me back to my addition to the list of effects like the butterfly effect and the Hawthorne effect. I wish I had a pithy definition for this new effect. Perhaps that will come with time. For now, what I can offer instead of a definition is an invitation to join me on this very personal journey of discovery. As we travel the road together, you'll be able to build your own in-depth understanding of this effect in the broader context of the story. With that, let's go back to the beginning where it all started. In late 2016, I sat down in a recording studio in Cleveland and recorded what would become Act One in this series. It would also inadvertently become the first phase of discovering a story. This story, my story, is the grandfather effect.